it's time to raise the roof for a for an emergency podcast. I guess we're going to call this one. Uh, we did just release our newest podcast. If you guys haven't uh, heard that one, listened to it yet, it is out uh, anywhere that you guys can find us. We're out everywhere. Um, but unfortunately, we have to do this because of news that came out regarding Ray's starting pitcher, Tyler Glass. Now, we are going to be talking a lot about what happened with him, the recent press conference that he just had. Um, among other things, uh, right now it is me, uh, Alex, Bree, and Evan. Um, first off, how are y'all doing? I'm guessing probably not ideal right now. I mean, yeah, that, that does kind of stink. But, I mean, we won the game. I think that's I'm kind of in the rear view mirror just because of how large this injury could play. But it, it could have been worse. It, he could have. I'm glad he told the coaching staff when he like was feeling it kind of being uncomfortable, because if he goes out there, you never know. If he goes out there for another inning, there could have been a complete tear. Then he's out for a year and a half to two years because of Tommy John surgery. So um, it kind of seems like it's a similar thing to what Nick Anderson had at the beginning of the season. So I'm assuming he's going to be out until probably. September or October, maybe not even until the playoffs, if we make the playoffs. Um, but I'm glad we'd have the good, we have a good farm system. We have a lot of good replacements that, that we'll be able to bring up. Patino, probably one of them. Uh, McKay's still injured, correct? And Honeywell, Honeywell could probably be a, he could come up and take Glass now's spot. They're, none of them are Tyler Glass now, but they're still good pitchers who can go out and get wins. So. Yeah, Bree, how are you feeling about it? Well, you know, I was kind of feeling the same way as Evan until I watched this press conference, and now I am absolutely livid. This was 100% preventable, and, like, I'm very, very upset, which we'll get into later, but... All right. Well, um, let's start out with, I guess, some... In uh, let, let's say let's start out with some good news. Um, the good news being so before going into Monday's game, yesterday's game, uh, the series opener against the White Sox, the Rays found the Rays activated G-Man Choi from the IL, optioned Mike Brasso down to Durham, which lasted a day. Um, but the good news is that G-Man's back. Uh, he was in the lineup last night. So that is a very positive sign for this team moving forward, considering the amount of injuries that they've accrued over the course of the year. I'm sure both of you would agree with me on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to have G-Man back in the lineup. And, I mean, Brosso, it, was, it, it stinks, but it had to be done. I mean, he was he doesn't get consistent enough bats to get his confidence back up. I mean, he was batting sub-200. And if he played every day, then – if he's kind of like Lau, who plays every day and can get back on track easier, then I don't agree sending him down. But he doesn't play every day. He doesn't get enough at-bats to get that confidence back up. So I like him going down, playing in Durham, get that confidence up, and hopefully he can come back. Well, I guess he is back now. But hopefully he'll be better than he was at the start of the year. Mm -hmm. Bree, how, how did you feel about that news? I'm guessing positive, positive news. Well, I mean, I was sad that Bross had to go because he's been on the team for like a while now without being in Durham. But, you know, at the same time, it was kind of the only move to be made. I mean, there was an argument for Fleming as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was the right move. And Choi had a great first game back, honestly. He was making great plays. 
I don't remember what he did at the plate, but I'm sure it was fine. So. Yeah. Um, so quickly, let's talk about last night's game. Uh, the Rays end up winning. I don't even know. I like, I, I I've already forgotten. Five to the two. I was going to say, yeah. I thought it was something like that. Um, things got a little bit dicey uh, uh, on the mound when glass was on the mound in the, I think it was either the third or fourth inning. Um, the White Sox ended up playing two runs, but the Rays were able to string some runs together later in the game in order to win. Uh, Randy had a home run. Meadows had a two-run bomb. Lau had a home run. Brett had a uh, an RBI single, I believe, or scored a run on a play, something like that. He helped help contribute to the fifth run scored in that game. Uh, Glass ended up only going four innings and then was taken out, uh, which we've now found out was um, uh, now found out as an injury, but uh just quick quick notes on on yesterday's game how did you two feel about how the game played out you got it Bree. um yeah i am really impressed with the bullpen once again they were probably not expecting to come in that early especially when glasnow's on the mound he's got i think he came out with 53 pitches um they came in and just really did an outstanding job as they've, I mean, that's kind of old news at this point. That's what they always do. Um, offense, excited to see Randy. I believe that's his second consecutive game with a home run. So if, I mean, if he gets hot, <laughs> we're dangerous. Plus, did Meadows and Lau both home? No, yeah. only one of them. They both No, did? no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meadows, Meadows homered in the first inning and then Lau homered in like the second or third inning. And then Randy Homer too, right? Yeah, we yeah. Randy Homer in like okay. the seventh or eighth inning, one of the two. Okay, so if those three guys get hot all at once, we're not. I don't care who's pitching for us. We're not going to lose games. So that is that is very important. Um, I'm kind of the same way as you two. Obviously, it was weird because Glass came out and we didn't really know what the problem was until we ended up finding out that it was um, he had some problem with his with his throwing arm. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to see Lau had another home run. He's been looking much better recently. I know he's still trying to pick himself up, but I mean, he's got 12 home runs so far this year, which is good. Um, he just needs to not strike out as much and try to hit for contact more. Meadows is looking really, really good at the plate. Randy at the mm -hmm. home run. I mean, overall, was it was a good win. It was a good win. Yeah, it was, and it looked like postseason Randy too. Like that was a home run that looked like it was from last postseason in which he did like what nine times eight times um, ten times ten times ten, yeah. um but yeah i mean first of all i don't understand why that game wasn't on national television because yeah that was strange that it wasn't the first and the valley is, sports i mean oh boy so the cubs are in the midst of a three-game stretch where that every game of theirs is on espn and you get the two best teams in the mlb record-wise Along with their eight, the, the two two of the five, best five pitchers in the AL last night, Glasnow and Lynn, who are in the Cy Young race, and you don't nationally televise that. I mean, I get that they're both two small like market franchises, but like, I don't understand how. And then the same game is on twice in a row tonight and tomorrow. The Mets and the Cubs are on both nights, which makes zero sense. First of all, and I, I don't know that that. That was a game last night that I feel like deserved to be on national television, and I think ESPN missed a chance there. But anyway, it was a good win for the Rays. It was kind of a, it was 
I think this is a series where we might prove a lot of people if we could win the series because we haven't played anybody in a while. I think the last time we played like a team over 500 was the Yankees and that was like two weeks ago, I think. So um, that was a good win last night. Uh, Glass now looked good until obviously he got injured. He didn't even look, he did not look like he was injured at all, but I'm glad he took himself out when he thought something was wrong. And the bullpen looked really good. The bullpen, JP looked really good last night. All of them did. Ryan, Ryan Thompson, Diego, and Pete did their job. And good win all around. Yeah, and then, um, well, I'm just going to – I don't know what the hell is going on with Valley Sports this season. Yeah, but they were it's been, it's been next to atrocious. And I don't know how in an off season you can switch. Like, they didn't even – like it was still, it's still Fox Sports. It's still the same thing, but somehow in an off season, you change everything to the point of like every game now. There seems to be some sort of technical issues, technical difficulties. Like they need, like, they need to get their shit together because it, was like it is three not times looking last good. night. It was so annoying. Yeah, it's 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 not looking good, which is which is not a good thing. Uh, but we're just kind of delaying things until um, you know we actually talk about what the main thing of why we're having this emergency podcast is that unfortunately uh, Tyler glass now who we've already mentioned previously um, uh, an MRI revealed after the game that he has a partially torn uh, owneral collateral ligament. So UCL and he also has a flexor tendon strain. Um, basically that means that he's going to be out for a long period of time. Obviously if it was a complete UCL tear, he would need Tommy John surgery in order to repair it right now. It's just a partial tear. So he's probably going to be out for a significant period of time. And yeah, it kind of all hit us at the same exact time when it came out and we're all bummed. I think that's the best way to put it is we're all bummed by it. when you, so for all three of us, when we first saw it, how did everyone feel about it? Was it something that we were expecting was it worse than what we were expecting? What's the uh, what's the consensus feeling about everyone here? I mean, you never want to see UCL in an injury report, first of all. So that was off to a bad start once I read that tweet by Mark Topkin. But, I mean, I th- by, by last night's kind of diagnosis and what they said, it was like a right elbow inflammation. I feel like that's pretty like a 10 day DL that missed two starts in your back. So I was like, it might not be anything serious. Um, at first I thought it was like a right forearm strain, what he had in 2019, which he missed almost half or Like, I think he missed half the season, which I was like, Oh shoot. If that happens again, that's going to really suck for this rotation. But um, it could have been worse. It could have been a full tear. Um, and I'm glad that he doesn't need surgery and that he can be back sometime this season. He's, probably wouldn't come back until maybe late September, early October, or maybe they just push him back to the playoffs. Like I said before, if we make the playoffs, so. Bree, what were, what were your initial thoughts when you uh, saw that tweet? Um, well, when I saw his interview, he mentioned that it was a tug and I asked somebody I knew that was a pitcher. He was like a tug and elbow inflammation is probably a partial tear. I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And, you know, it's this. So, yeah, I mean, it's just really tough because partial tears, a lot of times what happens is they'll do what he's doing and try and rehab it back instead of getting the surgery. 
but there is a non-zero chance that the rehab won't work and he'll need the surgery anyways. And at that point, it'll be like months down the road. So his actual return is pushed back even later, which I really, really hope doesn't happen. He said he's visiting another surgeon in Arlington, Texas to kind of get a better handle on what he should do, kind of like a second opinion type thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not great. I'm hopeful that he could be back for the playoffs. Um, yeah, it just sucks a lot. So. Yeah, when I when I saw it, I just kind of was like, oh, okay. It, you know, it's it, something like that had happened, like everyone was talking about something like that had happened in 2019. So I was like, well, I mean, we got a month more out of him than we did in 2019. So I guess that's a positive if we're thinking about it that way. And obviously he missed the majority of the season in 2019 after that happened. Um, so I was trying to take the positives out of the situation, but also realizing that this absolutely sucks and he's the ace of our rotation. And, you know, like the Rays are a much better team with him on the mound than without him on the mound. Obviously they have a lot of arms in the minors and they have a lot of arms in the rotation right now that can definitely help fill the void, but it's not the same thing as having him on the mound every day. I mean, now they're going to have to, resort to, you know, relying a lot more on Rich Hill and relying a lot more on Shane McClanahan, um, which is uh, McClanahan's more concerning than Hill just because of the fact that McClanahan's, I mean, this is basically his rookie season. Uh, uh, so that's, you know, things like that, you know, relying on guys more like Fleming. Um, you're probably going to have to bring Bertinio up. Uh, Yarbrough's going to have to step up. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of guys that are going to be taking – roles in this rotation now that are going to have to step up in big ways and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it I hope I'm hoping and I'm hopeful that they will but that doesn't mean that they're actually going to that's kind of the big thing right now is is we just need to see what happens and they're more than capable of it it's just whether they will or will not do it is the question right now so that's kind of the big thing uh and then after that oh wait sorry they're more than capable of do that of doing that too like they I trust Patino or whoever comes in to fill that spot. And I, I'm not worried. Like that's why having a farm system like this and having as many arms as we do is helpful because if someone goes down, it's always the next man up mentality. So I trust um, the players in Durham, the pitchers to replace him he's not I mean there are no Tyler Glass now no there's no there are no Tyler Glass nows but I think that they will suffice yeah um so I, I uh, I'm so mad but I definitely don't think this is like some people are saying oh it's the end of the race season it's not even close um I think we're still going to be a competitive team I still think we have a very good shot at being a first place team. Um, And like you said, we do have all those arms in Durham. I will say, I think it is a great time for Neander and the crew to start looking at some uh, starting pitchers that might be on the market. Not because we don't have the in-house reinforcements to cover glass now, because we do, but you have to think um, Rich Hill, He's 41. There's injury risk there and a lot of it. I mean, you hope it doesn't happen and he's been great so far, but like you can't just not acknowledge that it's there. Um, 
And then on the other side of things, you have McClanahan, Fleming, and probably Patino. Those guys are so young. They still have a lot to figure out. So then you have Yarbrough in the middle, who's just kind of refigured out that he can be a starter. So what I'm thinking is go out, get somebody. It doesn't have to be like an ace or anything. Just somebody's a starting pitcher that has pitched in the majors for like more than half a season and stick them in the rotation just so we have a reliable guy that can get innings, you know? And I mean, I was looking at um, Barrios on the twins. If the twins are selling, that might be a good one. We could afford you say Kikuchi on the Mariners. I'm a little bit more concerned about him just because of the fact that the Rays already have God knows how many lefties in the rotation right now. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think that's an issue mostly because we have no lefties in the pen other than Springs. That's so true. you're giving that's people, true. you're mixing up looks still. Like, I don't think that's a big issue. That's true. That's true. Um, and then who's the other one I had? Oh, Turnbull of the Tigers, I think would be a great one. Okay. He's the one that threw the no hitter. I don't think he'd be super expensive. The, t- the Tigers are going to be selling. So what about, what know. about Luis Castillo? I mean, that's, like, honestly, I don't care who it is, to be quite frank with you. I think they just need a literal human body that can pitch. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> if if they don't get anybody, I think they'll be fine still because you can always, like, we have enough people that can pitch. Like, it's not like we're going to run out of pitchers. So we've got Archer coming back. We have everyone and their mother in AAA. Like, they'll be fine. But having yeah. a reliable innings eater is going to help. I would Mostly really, I would really like Barrios. Yeah, that'd be great. I think and, he's a stud. I mean, his price is probably too high. I don't know if you mentioned this, Bree, but um, John Means too. His price tag is probably too high. They're but, not going to give him yeah. up because they need a guy to build around. I know that they have that. Um, was it Grayson Rodriguez down in the minors right yeah, now? They, yeah. Um. So that might mean that they could get rid of him with the fact of them having Rodriguez, but I think that they want to have at least two or three good arms in the rotation. And yeah. Means is the guy right now who is the – and I think he just went on the IL, if I'm not mistaken, right? He did. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, there are so many pitchers on the IL right now. It is absolutely insane. I mean, there's going to be more once they start oh, yeah. enforcing the bans. Yeah, do we want to talk about oh, yeah. that part of it? Since I mean, I mean do we want to spend a little um... bit more time <laughs> – to talk, I'm I mean, gonna do get we, heated. I mean, we want to spend a little bit more time to talk about trade targets for a second, if they yeah, want to trade. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say one more thing about that, the, the injury, because I think that's why the Rays are so good, though, because they, it doesn't really matter. Like a glass now is probably the worst case scenario to get injured. Yeah. But I mean, name one player on the Rays other than Glass now that like would kind of detriment that, like would kind of yep. make this team There's not good one. anymore, like. This team plays so well together that it doesn't really matter who, who gets injured. I'm not – I obviously hope no one gets injured at all. But Don't jinx it. I swear to God. Don't, I we mean, don't need any other injuries. I mean, no – yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, he's but, right. But this team plays so well together. Obviously, by the looks of the all-star voting, there's no superstar on this team. Like, a Rosarena will be a superstar, but he's not a superstar yet. Like, he's a rookie. And even Meadows is, a, is really good this year, and he's, like, still not – very high on the all-star voting. Yes, that might be because we're a small market team, but I think that's why, because we don't have any stars on our team. So yeah, that's about it. The Rays model is that 
the sum is greater than each individual part. And I mean, that's what we're seeing. They, like he said, they play well together. And I mean, we honestly have reinforcements for every single position, whether that be just because we have guys that play multiple positions, like a Joey Wendell, like a Mike Brasso, like a Brandon Lau, or because we have reinforcements in Durham. So we have reinforcements at both levels for basically every position. I mean, the toughest one is catcher. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, Glass now was the worst case scenario for this team. And they still have the resources to cover it. Mm-hmm. And they also have the resources to go out and get somebody if that's what they choose to do. So. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on the bright side, Glass now only does play one every five games. So that's also... That- Another an excellent point. Another good thing. It's not like he's a losing. I, actually, I would. I'm gonna go re- retract what I said earlier. I would say losing Nick Anderson would be the worst case scenario, which we had, which obviously we haven't had him for the whole year, mm-hmm. because he's a dominant pitcher who pitches probably. I would say five times a week. If we have a full seven yeah. game schedule that week, I would say he probably pitches five times that week, and that hurts the team a lot more than a starting pitcher being out for a whole year because they only pitch i mean how many games do they pitch like 25 about 30 30 yeah. 30, to 30 to 35 depending yeah. so but. that's a that's i guess the silver lining of this whole thing is that he doesn't play every day and he's still going to be there hopefully he'll still be on the rotation as things mm-hmm. are going on he'll keep the spirits up uh but that well, leads another a, oh wait sorry another, another just another quick thing is that's another reason why bringing Archer in is so huge. Even though he hasn't pitched, Archer and Glassnow's friends with Honeywell too. Those two guys have been through hell and back as far as injuries. Oh. And yeah, he's really close with them. And I have no doubt in my mind that Archer and Honeywell are both going to, you know, be there to kind of help him out through this. Because, I mean, you guys saw how pissed Glass is. He's not having a good time right now. Yeah. That's where Archer and Honey they're really going to need to help them out and they, they can do that. That is the truth. That is the truth. Well, that leads us into talking about the, I guess the other part of this, which is um, the, so Bri already mentioned that the press conference that happened today with glass now and the comments that he made regarding um, the new policy that major league baseball is instituting in regards to pitchers using substances on baseballs. Obviously this is something that's been widely done by pitchers across the league. Glass now admitted that he used it. Um, so he wasn't shy about it, you know, about, about that. He, he admitted that he blatantly used it. Um, sunscreen and rosin. Yeah. He never, like yeah. Spider he, tech never he never stuff. said pine tar. He just said sunscreen and rosin. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. Just sunscreen and rosin. Is that illegal? It is now. Yes. They told them <laughs> in this memo, they told them not to wear sunscreen for like, they told them to be careful about how they use sunscreen. Basically. First of all, I feel like sunscreen and rosin would help the pitcher, like, and also the batter. Like, it doesn't help you get more spin rate. It just controls the ball better. Yeah. And there as have a been batter, studies on that. As, as a batter, I would be, like, I would rather have him throw it right down the middle than at my face. Like, that. Yeah. And like, also, I mean, like, that's a kind of a common thing, considering that every freaking pitcher in baseball has a rosin bag. And literally during the 2020 season, they made every individual pitcher have their own individual rosin bag. So, I mean, if we're talking about, like, are they just not going to be able to use a rosin bag anymore? Like, I'm... Like, how are you going to enforce... They have sunscreen on them. They're going to pick up the rosin bag. It could even be unintentional. Like, 
They said they're getting checked periodically throughout the game. How are you going to sit there and say, like, yeah, like, I have sunscreen on my hands. I just uh, accidentally touched my arm and I touched the rosin bag. Like, how, how do you police that? That is Are they the going to just do night games from that one? Absurd thing like, I've ever heard. I mean, basically, like, basically the reason why we're talking about this is because what Glass now said was he stopped using it cold turkey. And as soon as he stopped doing that, he started feeling weird things in his arm. And I know a lot of people have been, you know, on Twitter saying like, oh, that's garbage. Why is he complaining about that? But honestly, if, you know, it's a very valid point to say that if you're using that to be able to control the baseball, to be able to grip the baseball, and then you can't use it anymore, then something's going to happen with your arm that you're never used to before, because you're used to be able, being able to use those things in order to have the ability to control your pitches and not hit people. Yep. And that's kind of the big problem here. And it all boils down to, again, Major League Baseball and what they've prioritized, um, which is this crap over like, you know, trying to market the game better or trying to like provide better stuff to minor league players, which apparently they were supposed to do according to, you know, getting rid of 40 extra teams. But that hasn't happened yet because the priorities of this league aren't straight. It doesn't seem like they know what to do the right way. And I feel like this is going to be another example of it. And Glassnell is kind of the first big name to, you know, the first big arm to fall. And he's not going to be the last either, which is the sad thing. They should have done this. Oh, sorry. No, go for it. Go ahead. You you got it. Well, I was just going to say in the first half of his um, press conference, he was explaining. It was before the national start. He wasn't he wasn't going to use the sunscreen rosin he talked to doctors beforehand he talked to pitching coaches and everything he had to change his grips before that start because he just couldn't hold the ball because they're chalky so before that start he worked with Snyder he said his change up he had to put the ball deeper in his hand and he had to change his curveball grip as well and so he said he's squeezing the ball really hard as where whereas before he said Kyle Snyder's advice to him was hold it like an egg he can't do that anymore because he has to literally squeeze it so that doesn't slip so he's squeezing so all those muscles in your forearm are tight already tighter than they have been and now he's throwing it as hard as he can 100 miles an hour so I mean that's just ridiculous and I wish that Major League Baseball I'm not saying they didn't because maybe they did and I just don't know but for some reason I doubt that they consulted doctors and pitching coaches on this and it was just kind of a oh like maybe this will work type thing and glass now another thing with him he is a part of the players union he is the player representative for the Rays. so any type of changes that major league baseball has been trying to implement he has been the person for the Rays that has been in those meetings and he said um we asked about the sunscreen and rosin in those meetings with 36 representatives with including like players and everything not a single person said there was an issue with sunscreen and rosin it's the spider attack it's those manufactured substances that are there specifically to give you 200 more rpm on your fastball or your curveball that's not what sunscreen and rosin is there are studies that have shown that so why just just why <laughs> like why are you completely just in the middle of the season after they've been doing the same repeatable thing for glass now said 80 innings for him. And I don't know. I just, it's completely absurd and he's not going to be the last one to get hurt. 
And I hope that the players get together and figure something out because it's just not right. I just want to read something quickly. Um, Oh, wait, here, wait, here, wait, Evan, give me a second because um, Trevor Bauer, uh, who's kind of, you know, one of the faces of this problem here, tweeted something out um, in response to what Glass now said, uh, quote, tweeting Trisha Whitaker, uh, saying only one of the massive problems with what Major League Baseball is doing. They've knowingly swept this under the rug for four years. Now they implement a knee-jerk reaction to shifting public perception. Hard to hear them talk about competitive integrity when they have no integrity to begin with. And then he has two more tweets under this in a thread. To be clear, the memo is fine long-term, but it will serve to level the playing field. That is the good thing. But it, to implement it mid-season for, when for three months you've promised players and teams that nothing about your chosen enforcement of the rules uh, would change this year and actively encourage players to continue playing how they have in the past, that's a lie. There's no integrity in that, so save it with the competitive integrity bullshit, Major League Baseball. All you care about is the bottom line of the business and public perception negatively affecting it. And that's the thing. That, Do this in the offseason where yeah, pitchers have like three or so months to prepare and we're fine. We're not talking That's about exactly this. what I was going to say. Why do this midseason when they've been doing it for literally, literally what he just said for three months? That's why there's going to be so many injuries. You can't just I mean, you can't get used to another grip in a day off. It takes mm-hmm. months. It takes I mean, that's just muscle memory by then to make a whole new muscle memory takes a long time. And he also and talked about fact, umpires policing it because how the hell are they supposed to understand what the 60 substance is? And the fact that, yeah, that's a good point too. Like how do they, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but what, like, I mean, what substances are foreign, I guess, technically. It's literally anything. The ball as itself, as it comes with the ball and the chalk that's on it, that makes it slippery in the first place and shouldn't even be there. That's all you can have. Other than the rosin. And then, yeah, the rosin. that's it but like if you're wearing sunscreen you might not even want to pick up the rosin because god forbid it mixes a little bit and then they pull you and now major league baseball is going to contribute to more skin problems in baseball because guys aren't going to be able to wear sunscreen and they're going to get sunburned on the field and then possible problems like that are going to arise i like that's a part of it that i don't think a lot of people are talking about because it's not really that important i guess if you want to consider it to this thing but i mean think about it that way if, if guys aren't able to do that, then that could cause possible skin problems in the future. I mean, yeah, someone I like me, who's very Irish, goes same. out there I'm for right now. three hours in the daytime. And I mean, let's say. Yeah, uh, that could that could cause sun poisoning. It's San like, Diego. Like, let's that's say, a real thing. Like, yeah, me going out in skin cancer, like not obviously not then, but down the line, that would 100% cause skin cancer for people like me and let's say honestly anywhere in the summer, but I mean, San Diego, you can't be outside for more than an hour if you have the skin tone like I do. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, this is these guys' careers. It's their livelihoods. If Glasnow does like worst case scenario, have to get Tommy John surgery. He's not just missing this season. He's missing next season. He's in his arbitration years before free agency. Like, and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball this season. That is millions taken away from him. Like, I it just blows my mind. And, that and I know that, this careless. And like, obviously, people complain about like how much baseball players make, but I, I and like how much athletes make. But if you're doing a sport for as many years as 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 athletes do, which really isn't that long compared to like what other people do with jobs, 
you got to make your money when you can. That's the most important thing is, is when you're in whatever field of work you're in, you make your money when you can so that you can have something to fall back on when you retire and you're not, and you're no longer doing that job. And like Bree was just talking about, if Glassnell is unable to do his job because of something like this and he's unable to make money, then that could affect him down the road. Now, I don't think it will, but it's, you know, something to yeah, think about. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. And a lot of these guys, they don't have college degrees. Like some of them, sure. But like most of them don't, you know, like they dedicated their lives to baseball after baseball. Like you better hope you made enough money or else you're going to have to try and be like a pitching coach at some like high school and hope you can make your money. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just absurd. And I don't know. It's just, it's, MLB continues to impress me with how stupid they are. Like, and the people saying, oh, he wants us to feel bad for him because he's been cheating. The spin rate of sunscreen and rosin, if you check the numbers, they're out there. Um, they, sunscreen and rosin doesn't do anything. It's for grip. You can see during the game, Glass now could not get a grip on the ball. He was rubbing the mud off. He was trying to get like sweat off of his arms he I mean you could see visibly on the field how hard it was for him um it's not and I think Steven Souza Jr. tweeted out someone asked him he's like how many pitchers do you think are like feasibly using any like any kind of substance Souza said at least 90 percent so not that it's not cheating but if everyone's doing that because Major League Baseball has neglected to enforce it for this long and then they expect to change it overnight. Like, I mean, if the balls are this slippery, like, yeah, change the balls. Yeah, there's also Jesus. a reason why people do this because if you can't yeah. grip the ball, then you can't control that at all. And there's going to be a lot of problems that are going to stand. That's not, that's not a safe spot for the batter or the catcher or the umpire. Like, that ball could be going anywhere if it slips. So, well, um, I want to wrap this thing up. So do you guys have any final thoughts about this? Just go get that series win tonight. Yeah. Manfred sucks. Major League Baseball is stupid. Hope Glass now gets good news when he goes to Arlington. Go Rays. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. He's this going. Well, um, that that wraps up this episode. I'm going to try to get it out, obviously, before the game tonight. Uh, if you guys don't follow what we're doing at Raise the Roof, uh, social media channels, Raise the Roof TV, website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, YouTube, Raise the Roof. We'll make sure to put this up on here because I think this is definitely a good episode to put up on there. So, And then this podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave us a review, all that good stuff. Uh, so from all of us, uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys in the new, latest episode of Raise the Roof. Raise up.